Welcome to the Emmanuel Church Podcast. We believe that Jesus is the Son of God and has called all believers to a higher standard of Christian living. If you'd like to learn and grow while understanding biblical teaching, then you're in the right place. Here is our shepherd, Pastor R.L. White Sr. Get your Bibles. Thank you, Lord. Wonderful to see everyone here today. God's blessings continue to be upon you in Jesus' name. To all of our visitors, blessings be upon you. Amen. And welcome to our interactive service. Thank you, brothers. We're in the gospel according to John. Please find chapter 16. We have systematically been going through the Gospel of John, and I am eternally grateful for the members here at Emmanuel Church and to all of my members who contact me during the week to tell me, Pastor, the Word of God is changing my life. Amen. I encourage you, no matter what age you are, young or old, write down a few notes, and the Holy Spirit he will speak to you. Amen. Every person on the planet has the power to choose to believe in God, and every person on the planet has the ability to accept his son as Savior. And whether we know it or not, we know this Emmanuel Church, God has called all of us to be influencers for his divine kingdom. And we know that in order to go out and influence the world, we must first of all start at home. Do not take your opportunities for granted when you meet people during the week, when God allows you to have encounters with people during the week. Make sure that you let your light shine for God and not for yourself. Put your hand on yourself. Say, God is my caretaker. Come on, remind your spirit, God is my caretaker. Please don't just say this on Sunday. Remind yourself during the week, God is my caretaker. He's the caretaker of my mind, my body, my soul, and my spirit. The world is not my caretaker. Can anybody say amen? It is God. And I hope and pray every week to all the faith walkers that tune in each Sunday, I hope and pray that you're hearing less noise and more of God's voice. Everybody in the building, say, I am connected. I am connected. Say, I am connected, I am connected. To, love to love and not hate. If you are connected to love, you cannot allow your old nature to take over. When God has delivered you from how you used to be, don't go backwards. Jesus warns us throughout the New Testament that these events that we see take place every day, they're actually kingdom events. Please listen to Pastor. Never in the history of the world have we had the last two months so many flights to be canceled? 
They don't know why the computers are just suddenly shutting down. All of us know about Russia, Ukraine, China, balloons. It's funny, when I said balloons last week, people were looking at me like, how many of you know what I'm talking about now? Look, no, look around, look all the hands up. Balloons flying, put your hands down. Not only do we have balloons flying, but we have unidentified fine objects that they are not releasing to the public what it is. We have unpredictable weather taking place all over the world. We have environmental disasters taking place. In the past 12 days, there have been five train derailments spilling chemicals up in the air. And when I was first start studying this lesson Tuesday, and this is sad, Minister, there were 67 mass shootings on Tuesday. As of this morning, there are 74 mass shootings. There are 8 billion people on the planet today. And this is staggering. Out of 8 billion people on the planet today, 6 billion people have cell phones. And if you have a cell phone, it can't be an old-timey flip phone. I'm not going to point nobody out. I just saw somebody with an old phone. Because if you have an old-timey flip phone, that's not a smartphone. A smartphone has different apps on it. So I guess the flip phone, is it a dumb phone or just a phone? <laughs> we even have in our homes TVs, and we have smart TVs. <laughs> so I guess if we don't have a smart TV, we have a dumb TV. We have all kind of stuff taking place, but we have to be very careful because the spirit, Sister B, of the Antichrist is constantly trying to imitate God. Anyone that makes a mockery of God is being influenced by this demonic system. Mm, I guess I'll say it. During the Super Bowl last Sunday, I heard somebody say, oh boy. <laughs> it, it's not cool. It, we, we know about the commercials. They toned them down a little bit. Not much, just a little bit. Nobody was naked at least. Oh, y'all really quiet. Cool. We had during the Super Bowl a man that God brought back from the dead. Damar Hamlin. I'm calling your name, brother. Making a mockery of Jesus, wearing a jacket that depicted Jesus in a bad manner. That's not cool to make fun of our Savior. You don't make fun of Muhammad. You don't make fun of Buddha. Who do you think you are to make fun of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Why don't the saved people say amen? Nothing escapes God's knowledge. God knows the end from the beginning. But darkness 
cannot win against the church. Say, I am the church. I am the church. When you're connected to the kingdom of God first, God will give you favor that comes from heaven to earth. And I'm finding out the more you are connected to the kingdom of God, the more you are connected to the vine, God will even give you favor with other believers before he gives you favor down here. Stop always looking for the world to do things for you. God is a supernatural God. God can go behind closed doors. God has already worked out things you've been trying to figure out. He's already. And, and you know why he's worked it out? Get your hand out. Say, because God, say, because God is rewriting my story. Somebody say, I'm not what I used to be. I'm better. I'm stronger. I'm wiser. Hey! He's rewriting my story, and I'm producing fruit that is pleasing and acceptable unto God. Here in our text, I hope your Bible's open in the 16th chapter. What an incredible night. Jesus was having with these 11 men. During his entire discourse, he was communicating to them about future events that would take place after he departs. And we found out last week, Brother Marvin, Jesus reminded his disciples, when you see all this crazy stuff taking place, don't freak out. I've warned you about it. When we turn on the news and see all these disasters taking place, don't freak out. Jesus already warned us. He told us in the Gospel of Matthew 24, there'll be wars and rumors of wars. There'll be earthquakes, and it's up to 46,000 people a day. Earthquakes all over the world in the last days. In today's lesson, we're going to be looking at a few verses we'll be looking at, please write this down, verse 5 through 7. Verse 5 through 7 deals with the departure of Jesus and the mission and the work of the Holy Spirit. Gospel of John, chapter 16, please find verse 5. Pastors reading from the Amplified Bible. Jesus says, but now I am going to him who sent me. Yet none of you ask me, where are you going? Some of them took it for granted that he was indeed the Messiah of Israel, and some of them took it for granted that he was the Savior of the world. They had traveled with Jesus all these years, yet some of them still carried a piece of doubt in their hearts. They took it for granted that the Messiah had came to live here on earth to bring a blessing that none of the prophets couldn't do. It had been predicted year after year, decade after decade, that the Messiah was coming, and when the Messiah finally came in front of them, they rejected him. Now, Jesus is speaking here in our text about going away, and he's telling them, hold on to your faith because it's going to be a bumpy ride. 
Get your finger out and tell your neighbor. If somebody's at home with you, tell them. Say, everything will not be easy. But hold on because you have somebody. I am a faith walker. I am connected to the kingdom of God. And I am a maturing Christian. The disciples began to realize right in front of them, Jesus was showing them a new way of living. They were to carry out this special message of God with grace, with kindness, not only to the Jews, but also to the Gentiles. And people say, Pastor, who are the Gentiles? And you can't assume everybody understands. The Gentiles is anyone who was not Jewish. They were to call upon the people everywhere they went to repent. Just like Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. When you know better, God expects you to do better. Look at verse 5 closely at what Jesus said. He said, but now I am going away to him who sent me. Who sent Jesus? See, it's not correct to say Jesus came on his own. And I heard theologians teach he decided when he looked down and he saw mankind was in such bad shape, he decided to come down to earth. That's not the truth. The Bible teaches us that God sent Jesus to redeem mankind back to heaven. Say amen. But why did God send Jesus? God didn't send him just to redeem us. God sent Jesus because he loved us. You can't outlove God. God has something that you and I, we struggle with. God has what is called unconditional love. God loves you as much today as the day you were born. Put yourself down and clap your hands to God. Think about some of the stuff. Come on, clap your hands. Think about some of the stuff you've done in your past. And God loves you as much today with all the mistakes, with all the trials. God still loves me unconditional. Hallelujah. 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 God always has a plan. Say that out loud. God always has a plan. The thing is, you might not always see it. You might not always understand it. But remember, God knows the end from the beginning. Jesus said, none of you have asked me where I'm going. Look at your Bible. Earlier they did ask him, but now their hearts were so heavy and they were so confused because Jesus was laying truth bomb after truth bomb after truth bomb after truth bomb. And we know this in the 15th chapter, Jesus was just laying it on them so heavy they were beginning to freak out. Don't think the disciples were perfect men. No, they weren't. 
They had emotions and feelings just like you and I. And if someone tells you, hey, I've been with you three and a half years, I'm the one that's been protecting you. I'm the one that's been keeping you safe. I'm the one that's been counseling with you. And now Jesus is telling them all of a sudden, I'm leaving. You won't see me anymore. But they were beginning to freak out. So I want to say, and the Lord wants you to know today, you're doing pretty good. With all this stuff taking place in the world, come on, get your hand out and encourage somebody. Tell them, say, in Jesus' name, you are doing pretty good. Thank you, Lord. I'm doing pretty good. The disciples were freaking out because they didn't know what was going to happen next. Jesus was getting ready to leave. And please keep in mind, Jesus was not being forced to leave. He was voluntarily departing. He was going back to give an account to his father because he was going to reconcile humanity back to his rightful place. You heard Minister Reed this morning, sin creeped in because of one man, because of the first Adam. Sin came in. Sin has ruled. But 2,000 years ago, something happened. The second Adam came. His name is Jesus. He defeated sin. He took my sin. He took your sin and carried it all upon him. Sin has no victory over me. Come on, clap your hands. Hell should have been my home. But thank God for Jesus who redeemed me, who washed me, who changed me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One day, when we depart this world, and all of us will one day, we will return to stand before God. And I say this very often here at Emmanuel Church and to all the hundreds of people watching all over the world. One day we will return to God. And individually, we're going to have to stand before God just like Jesus did and give an account of the life that God has given us. And we can't stand before God and use some of the excuses we have. Lord, I would have, but I was tired. Who gave you breath? Lord, I would have, but you know how it is. God wants to love on you, and God wants to know, do you have enough faith to trust him? Faith to trust him when you can't figure it out. Say amen, church. Keep in mind, as believers, we have a responsibility. And that is responsibility is to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And that good news of Jesus Christ is very simple. God's not mad at you. The good news is he's not mad at you. The good news is he sent his son to die in your place. The good news is his son bared all my sickness and disease upon himself. That's why we claim, some of us do, Lord, by your son's stripes. See, some of y'all misunderstand. I am healed. I'm not just healed from a cut on my arm. 
I'm healed on the inside from childhood trauma. I'm healed from rape. I'm healed from incest while you sitting there. I'm healed from verbal abuse when I was a child. I'm healed from racism. Lord, I am healed by your son's stripes. I, thank you, brother, am healed. Clap your hands if God is healing you today. Look at your neighbor. Say, I know he's a healer. Come on, tell somebody else, I know he's a healer. I'm not ashamed to say it. He's healed me. He's changed me. I don't have to carry my past. I got to say this. Listen to pastor. There's nowhere in studying this lesson. There's nowhere in the Bible. Please hear me. Think about this. Process it. There's nowhere in the Bible where it says Jesus rehearsed his past. Why do we do it? Jesus didn't do it if he's our prime example. Why do we rehearse, Lord, you know, I was hurt here, I was hurt. There has to come a point where you say, Lord, I just, I just give it all to you. I don't want to give you this piece and that piece. Lord, I just want to give it all to you because I know you're a heart fixer. I know, so I'll go old school. I know you're a mind regulator. I know, Lord, you are able to do what the doctors cannot do. I know you are able to do what therapy cannot do. Lord, I know through the power of the Holy Spirit, you are healing me. And as God is healing you, he's actually making you whole. Come on, somebody say, I'm not going to carry my past. Say, I'm not going to drag my past. Stop dragging your past into your future. Let it go. But pastor, you don't know how I was abused. You don't know how I was hurt. No, I don't know. But he does. And he's healed you from that. That curse has been broken. That curse has been broken. My husband beats him. That curse is broken. Somebody cussed me out. That curse is Come on, give God some praise. That's deep, man. That's, that, that's good. That's rich. I, I don't care what somebody told you in the past. You ain't going to never be nothing. That curse is broken. I am a child of God. I am a child of the Most High. There are so many different ways that you and I can help spread the gospel. But most of all, people are watching how you live. Does how you live match up with what you say? Because either we're displaying characteristics of our Heavenly Father or you're displaying characteristics of the world system. Our Heavenly Father says love and not hate. But the world system said, Pam back, get revenge. You know they hurt you. You know they, what they did to you. We don't live like that. Say amen. amen. The more you know, the more responsibility you have. And Jesus told his disciples this faithful night, he says, you're going to suffer. You're going to be persecuted. 
You're going to be facing all kind of stuff, but they must not expect things to be easy. Don't think that this world loves you because it does not. Peter had questions. Thomas had questions. And all of them now were becoming so nervous because they could tell Jesus really is getting ready to go. They did not continue seeking him. They were scared. They did not continue knocking, asking questions because they were scared. And in today's society, man, a lot of people, they come to church, they sit, they look good, they smile properly. They have the right color Bible, but are hurting on the inside. Stand up on your feet. Interactive time. Digging it. Sister Nita Marshall, this is you and me. Can you see me? I make this promise. I'm asking the Holy Spirit. Get your hand out. Holy Spirit, help me. You got to say it for yourself. Help me. And if some of you don't understand, once you accept Christ as your Savior, the Holy Spirit lives within you. He is in you, but he's not going to force you to do anything. You have to ask him. We'll get there in a few minutes. Holy Spirit, help me. I'm serious. I'm trying to prepare you from this moment on. I am not going to freak out over anything. Now give God praise for what you just declared. How many of you believe it today? How many of you receive it today? Say amen. That's beautiful. Stop freaking out because God's got this. God has a divine plan. Jesus is the greatest teacher who ever lived. And the lesson he was teaching them, he was teaching his disciples precept upon precept. It was so amazing. And some teachers, when you have questions, they get upset with you. But Jesus wanted them to ask questions. But they were too scared and nervous to say anything. Look at verse 6. Jesus said, But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts. Sorrow has taken complete possession of your hearts. And let's be real about it. These men were freaking out because their teacher was getting ready to leave and now they didn't know if they were going to be back on the roller coaster. They had someone protecting them all and they were scared thinking, what are we supposed to do after you leave? But remember, Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Evidently, God has a divine plan. Jesus told us in chapter 14, he said, don't freak out. He said, let not talk back to me. Let not what? I love this church. Let not your heart be what? Jesus just told them, don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. He said, I'm going back to my father's house. Jesus has said enough to them these past few days that their hearts should have been filled with joy. Yet, despite all the good things Jesus shared with them, he had to show them both sides. And the Bible says, look at it, but now sorrow had filled their hearts that they had no room 
for joy. When you're connected to the kingdom of God, when you're God's friend, God will show you things before they even happen. Say amen. amen. For a friend knows what's going on, but a servant does not know. Say amen. amen. God will literally show you what will happen before it takes place. It's not magic. It's not a trick. It's not a joke. It's not make-believe. God will show you what will take place before it happens. And people say, well, pastor, you say that all the time. Is it really true? Raise your hand if you experienced it. I wish all the people all over the world could see this. Look at all the hands up. God will show you what will happen. Somebody said, but that sounds crazy. That sounds crazy? With all the stuff taking place in our world? When you're connected to God, expect supernatural things to happen. Expect supernatural events to take place for your good. Despite everything taking place in the world, the Bible still reminds me that all things, it may take a little time, but it'll work together for my good because I've been called. I've been anointed. Uh, am I the only one? I've been chosen. I've been set apart for God to work through me. When we look around at today's society, we look at so many people with no hope because they've put all their hope in the world system. As a maturing Christian, our faith Please write this down. My faith and my hope is not in the world system. You have to make it personal. I believe in the kingdom of God, and I will not allow my heart to be troubled. When you can say that and actually do that, that shows that you are producing fruit that God has called us to do. Say amen. I'm not going to allow things or people to disturb my ground. I'm not going to follow the world system. Now this next verse is so enlightening concerning the promise of the Holy Spirit. Here we go. Look at verse 7. Jesus said to these 11 men, However I am telling you, Nothing, look at your Bible, but the what? I am telling you nothing but the truth. When I say it is profitable, it is good, it is expedient, it is advantageous for you that I go away. Because if I do not go away, the comforter, we know who he is, don't we, church? The counselor, the helper, the advocate, the intercessor, the strengthener, the standby. Jesus said, if I don't go away, he will not come to you and to close fellowship with you. But if I go away, I will send him to you to be in close fellowship with you. 
Maturing Christians, it's very important that we get a true understanding of what Christ is speaking here. We need to understand this. Once the Spirit of God, please look at Pastor, once the Spirit of God in the Old Testament, in the Old Covenant, the Spirit of God dwelled among men. That's how the Spirit of God used to operate, or the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. That was before Jesus came. But since Jesus has come to earth and he lived here 33 and a half years, he died, he went back to heaven, he's sitting on the right hand of his Father right now, since, and he sent the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been here over 2,000 years. He's not just here in the land anymore. Now he dwells in man instead of just on man. Realize the Holy Spirit, he's not someone you can just pick up and put down. It doesn't work like that. Either he's in you, and with all the mass shootings, evidently there's a lot of people who do not have the Holy Spirit on the inside of them. That's the world system. That's a demonic system that will tell you to take another person's life. The Holy Spirit is in me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Not only is he in me, but he's living in me. He's not dormant. He's not silent. He's not hiding in a corner. He's active and living in me. Say amen, church. Look at verse 7. Jesus said, look at it closely, underline this, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient that I go away. It will be profitable to you. Jesus was going away, and another person of the Godhead was now being sent to earth. Jesus, you could touch him. Jesus, you could see him. But God was sending a new spirit to come down, a piece of the Godhead, he the Holy Spirit, who would come down and not just dwell on man, but dwell in man. I'm going somewhere. The Holy Spirit was not going to be in human form like Jesus. That's what made the disciples so upset. They were thinking, we're not going to be able to see you anymore feel you anymore, communicate with you anymore. Jesus said, trust me, I'm only setting you up for success. You're going to have some bumps. You might have one or two setbacks, but trust me, all things will work together if you proclaim my message of love. There's enough hate in the world. If the world's going to feel love, it has to come from you and I. Say amen, church. We know here at Emmanuel Church that love is an action word. And God showed his divine love by sending the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, we could see God the Father working. In the New Testament, we have the Son working directly here in the flesh. But look how powerful our God is. See, you got to keep this in mind. When Jesus walked the earth, he could only be in one place. Come here, Brother Fred, help me out. 
Jesus could only be at one place at one time. He was not omnipresent. Omnipresent means you're everywhere at the same time. Jesus did not have that ability because he was in human form. Point your finger over here at me. He did have the ability to send healing. He did, come on, do something, brother. He did <laughs> have the ability to send healing over distances, right? Are you with me? But he did not have the ability to be in Kansas City and in New York at the same time. Don't you realize who God sent to planet Earth? The Holy Spirit is in Kansas City. He's in Texas. He's in New York. He's in Washington. He's at 920 Olive. He's on 39th Street. He's in Grandview. He's in Lee Summit. All at the same time. Look at your neighbor and say, do you realize the gift? The gift that God has given humanity. Come on, clap your hands. The Holy Spirit, he's here to help us. We know that he's a helper. We know that he's a counselor. We, we know he's our standby. Please keep in mind that the Holy Spirit, he's in you, and he wants to work through you. Jesus is not here on the earth. The church has been teaching wrong. Jesus will come in your room. No, he's not. Jesus, the Bible says, is sitting on the right hand of his Father and he's going to stay there until the Father tells him it's time to return. You better keep looking up because one day when all this crazy stuff, one day when the Antichrist rises up, one day the clouds are going to crack open. The trumpet's gonna sound. I, I gotta go, I gotta give it to you. He wants to work through us. The Bible mentions, please write this down, 56 times. 56 times the Bible mentions that God will not dwell. God will not rest his spirit. God will not reside in an unclean temple. You can't live any kind of way you want to live and expect to have the power of God in you. doesn't work like that. You can't live hating people and living a sinful life, living an unbiblical lifestyle. Oh, shack it up. Turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and let's check out what the Apostle Paul had to say. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, find verse 16. Beautiful brothers and sisters to hear all the pages turning. Don't come to church without your Bible. Chapter 3, take your times. I want you to see what the apostle has to say 
it ties directly into what Jesus is saying. Verse 16, look at it. Do not discern. Do you not discern? Do you not understand that you, the whole church at Corinth, take Corinth out, Sister Lucretia, the whole church at Emmanuel, you are what? You are the temple of God. You are God's temple. Look at your Bible. You are his sanctuary. Do you not know that God's spirit has his permanent dwelling in you? To be at home in you. Collectively as a church and also individually. Do you see that in your Bible? God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, He is in you. He wants to take up permanent residence in you. Wow. Look at, look at verse 17. Before we read 17, Paul is actually putting out a warning against false teachers in this system we live in today. 17 says, if anyone does hurt to God's temple or corrupts it with false doctrine or destroys it, God will hurt him. Keep your hands off of people. Keep your mouth off of people. Stop putting people on blast. God is keeping record when people do something against you. That's not by chance. They're just trying to hush your testimony. Look at 17. says, God will do hurt to him and bring him to the corruption of death. And God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy. For the temple of God is sacred to him. And the temple, you, the believing church, and its individual believers are sacred. Do pastor a favor. If you're going to bless yourself, put your hand on yourself. Say, I'm sacred to God. I'm important to God. Listen, don't you know, keep your hand on yourself. Don't you know when people come up against a child of God, you better be careful what you say, be careful what you do, because I am a temple. The Holy Spirit lives in me. And God says, I'll destroy anyone that comes up against my temple. Why do you think you're still alive today? How many times have people plotted things against you and yet here you are today? How many times has the devil tried to take you out and yet you're still alive today? If you've ever been in a car accident, you're still alive today. If you've ever had surgery, you're still alive today. God dwells in this temple. Say amen, church. Say, I am important to God. Stop listening to the devil. Say it, young man. I am important to God. Look at your neighbor. Say, God cares about me. 
watches over me when I'm sleeping. He cares about me. He keeps my mind at night. I don't have to walk the floors. He cares about me. I don't have to be in Texas. I don't have to be in New York. I'll say this out loud. I just say, Lord, watch over my son. I know he'll do it because he cares. When you know who God is, I mean really know him. See, some people only know him a little bit, but the more time you spend with him, I said the more time you spend with him, the more you get to know how much he loves you, the more you can feel his love, the more you can see his love. Hey! Come on, clap your hands in the sanctuary. I'm very serious. Point at three people say, you are precious. Let's go back to the Gospel of John. Help pastor close this message out today. Gospel of John chapter 16, verse 7. Jesus makes it clear that if he doesn't leave, the Holy Spirit would not come. Again, the promise of the Holy Spirit being sent was given to the disciples and given to us. It was almost strange and unusual for them to be so sad because they were not losing anything. They were actually gaining. Wow. Because when they want to talk to Jesus, only one disciple or two disciples or three could talk to him at one time, but the Holy Spirit, he's talking to me right now. He'll talk to you right now. He'll talk to you right now. The Holy Spirit will give you a plan, and if you work his plan, it'll work out perfectly. God is doing some supernatural things for his church that we've never seen before, and it's coming to pass all because he loves us. We're not seeing all this stuff take place in human history. Don't you know, and I love saying this, not only we're we living in human history, but we're living, living in real-time history. We're seeing history unfold right in front of us. And don't you know, God could have chose you to live in any time period, but he chose you to live right now. You better put your seatbelt on. You better get yourself ready because God is going to do some things that's going to make the world's head spin. God is going to blow the world's natural minds because eyes have not seen, ears have not heard the wonderful things because my God is not a liar. God is going to do just what he said. He said he's coming back after a victorious church. Hallelujah. 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 On this journey of life, we have to trust him more than we ever have before. During this time period, give me five minutes. During this time period, the disciples were having a challenging time with their faith. Just because you may have a challenging time with your faith does not mean you're not saved. All of us have moments of weakness. But remind yourself. Talk to yourself. Turn the key. Holy Spirit, help me. Calm me down. 
don't let me say what I want to say. Because sometimes when you say what you want to say, you digging a... Come on, church. Holy Spirit, set a guard over how I act. Holy Spirit, help me to react differently than I used to. You don't have to fly off the handle every time you get upset. T touch your neighbors. I hope pastor's not talking about you. Curses and blessings shouldn't come out of the same mouth. Jesus, by sending the Holy Spirit, he wasn't sending him as a replacement, but rather he was sending him as a person that was going to do a beautiful ministry. The Holy Spirit was going to come to be inside of men to calm us down because God knew all the crazy stuff that we were going to face in 2023. I had a member sitting here right now said, Pastor White, you are so right. And I want you to raise your hands. You can't even hardly find a decent television show to watch. Raise your hand. You can't find a decent television show to watch. And Lord knows if you go to HBO, Netflix and chill. Oh, you're quiet now. Disney's not just for kids anymore. These men could not grasp what was going on. But we don't have to freak out because we have the Holy Spirit. 2,000 years ago, Jesus died for us. He's not dead. He is alive. And we say this every week. We want the world to know it's getting ready to rain. With all this stuff going on in our world, it's getting ready to rain. And the Bible says you must be born again. If you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior, today is your day. Wow, I got eight pages. You want to hear it or are you ready to go? No, stand up. I think you're pretty full today. I got eight pages left. Somebody, Pastor, it's one o'clock. The Holy Spirit is able to be omnipresent. That means he's present everywhere, all over the world at the same time. What God has done for humanity, this has never taken place before. If you're able to, please do not walk. It amazes me how we, can, I have, how we can go to movies. How many of you ever been to a movie? And you sit through the whole movie for two and a half hours. You sit through the credits to wait for the tip-off of the next movie. But you come to church and can't stay for the benediction. I'm not going to apologize. You, baby, you're on the roller coaster. God understands you got to get to work, but you can also see when demons jump on people. Amen. Lift your hands to heaven. We have the creator of the universe, thy heavenly father, and he's waiting on you to accept his son as your Lord and as your savior. It's not hard to do. Simply say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins, and I accept you as my Lord and as my savior.
the Bible says you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. Thank you, God, that salvation is available today. Thank you, God, for divine protection from this day forth. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen to Pastor. If you prayed this short prayer and you asked God to come into your heart, you repented of your sins, the Bible says you are saved. And the beautiful thing is, hell is not your home. God bless you. Love you to all of my brothers and sisters watching this broadcast. We love you. We thank God for you. We're going to go deeper into God's word next week as we continue to see how the comforter, how the Holy Spirit is going to literally turn things upside down. God is not through with his church yet. He said he's coming back after a victorious church. And I got to give you this. This is the thing. With all the crazy stuff going on, and it's a lot. How many of you realize that? With all the crazy stuff going on, with the economy, with wars, and this is still recorded, okay. With everything going on in the world, with all the evil that is rising up, with, when you can clearly see how the world system is taking over, with all of this stuff taking place, God is still saying, I'm going to protect. My church. Who's the church? Look at somebody say, I'm protected. I don't have to freak out like everybody else does. I'm protected. If the stock market goes up or down, I'm protected. Thank you, God, for divine protection. Love you, God. Bless you. Get your hands out, E-Family. And in Jesus' name is my prayer. The peace will reign in your life. Peace. God bless you for listening to this message. It is our prayer that you receive it in Jesus' name. Emmanuel Church is building, changing, and inspiring lives through the power of Jesus Christ.